plain knife edging without any rotor. <laughs> there he is. Not only that, it's turning towards us and moving away. I think. Juicy guest, Jack. Who we got? On? Oh, uh, Chad already did. We've got Chad Kappa, the um, the 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 flight test, the one and only. God, amazing. Say hello, Chad. Howdy, how are you doing? And we've got Final Glide, other Chad. It's not going to get any confusing. <laughs> Greetings, guys. And we've got the uh, male dog veterinarian um neuterer mr what still he rips balls off dogs <laughs> that's it he's just gonna be as he sat in the corner um playing and with a scalpel and a dog yeah totally right thank you guys for coming on to let's drone out so what have you guys been up to lately right now we're sort of stuck indoors because it's really white outside and um and cold and we're not used to that well, so you we don't like the snow in Ohio. Yeah, you definitely not anyway, because like Australia, like perfect weather. Do you reckon that that's why you got so good? Because uh, you can fly every day. If that's a good excuse, yeah, okay, that sounds perfect <laughs> weather. Like we just with sun. Yeah, I don't like 120 degree. Yeah, weather or sorry, 50 degrees Celsius, because that's what Chad's used to. Yeah, <laughs> where things melt constantly. Oh, it's good for your packs though, unlike this miserable. Yeah, it was minus five this morning. What's it like yeah, well, there now, guys? Snowy. I just went for my first flight in the snow before, and like literally ten seconds into my flight, I got a low voltage warning. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's it. You got to keep your lipos down your pants, and yeah. then take them out. Yeah. And then go for <laughs> it. Yo, how did you guys get started into FPV? How did you get started into FPV, Chad? Me? Well, you're you're the granddaddy. Yeah. <laughs> come, on, grand yeah. come on, granddaddy. Come on, granddaddy. Mister Four Fifty. So. Well, if you're talking to me, I got into it uh, back in the days of Trappy and David. They were the first two that I stumbled across online. And David was above the clouds, and I thought, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. So, <laughs> so I started building things to get above the clouds yeah, could... until I realized that was bad. <laughs> well, naughty, uh, totally against the... And didn't you hit yourself once with, with your own plane? As a matter of fact, I have. Oh, man. That is... I was so focused on flying through <laughs> the swing set that I didn't realize I was standing on the other side of it. Have you ever watched that, Tone? Have I've... you ever seen that, Chad? I've seen people uh, fly into themselves, yes. I took off once really close to myself and like just nipped my knuckles on the edge of the Ooh. Tyrannus. That was pretty nasty. But that's about as close as I got. Any of you hit yourselves? Have you guys ever hit yourselves? Not with a quad. I've chopped my hand off before. <laughs> Not completely off. He got it reattached. Yeah. Like um, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I haven't really hit myself yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Mm. Well, and to, just so everybody knows, when I hit myself, it was with a, a, a mini Swift. Yeah, so it's a foamy. It wasn't dangerous at all. Yeah, that's it. Rear prop as well. What's up, man? Yeah. You lost something. Oh, oh wow. Nice picture. Yep, on the <laughs> canvas. <laughs> um so uh we had a question in from um ed and previously whilst we were sat around he was talking about um uh final glides um video the other day of um time to yourself and how he wanted to talk about like the mental side of how like flying makes us feel free and makes us feel better and wondered if you wanted to elaborate on that um yeah look um I think 
anyone flies these things or gets into them because they're fun uh, and uh, and enjoyable, and that's a way to relax from the stresses of of everyday life. I, um, everyone's got an interesting story and everyone's had a hard time in their life and everyone's got depressed at some point in time. And whenever you get to that situation, you need a, you need an out. You need a way to, um, to stop that, to, to, to turn yourself around. And everyone's got their own little way of doing it. For me, it's flying. And um, I, I've done that a lot of times when I've just been feeling down, I just go and grab the quad, go to somewhere. I don't even, I never really used to, uh, press record on the camera. Uh, I just go and fly for myself and, and, and just use that way to be one with myself and forget about my dramas. It, for me, that used to be full size aircraft, but more recently it's been, uh, mini quads cause they're so much more accessible. And just yeah, at one point in time, I just decided to press record and 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 film it, and it seemed like a reasonably good flight. So I decided to put the put it out on YouTube, and I actually put it probably about a week or two after I actually did it because I uh, I was a bit apprehensive about it, and I actually got a very good response from the video that I put there and the words that I I wrote, and it was very interesting to not only get the positive reactions back from the people, but to hear similar stories from other people that basically saying that they are in the same boat as me, that they got the same, uh, the same benefit when they were down. And it, it, I mean, I was getting people there were, were telling me stories about, um, loved ones dying and cancer and, and, and a lot of really serious stuff. And the thing that I was getting depressed about was sort of paled in comparison to what they were, what they were suffering and it really did put into perspective uh, life, and it, 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 their responses helped me uh, as just as much as what I did helped some of the other guys. So, I've had a couple of people talk to me about depression and things like that, and Schizo was actually one of them in a more recent time, and he actually had a video that he said, "Hey, what do you think? Should I, I've I've sort of done sim something similar to you." but I'm a bit apprehensive about putting it out there. And he sent me the video and I said, dude, go out there. You'll be surprised at the reaction that you get from people. And I think it was his, I think it was the tree dancing video that he put out and it turned yeah. out to be one of his really popular videos. So it's amazing when you sort of put your heart on your sleeve and you're very honest about, uh, about yourself, not only in the video, but also in the, in the comments, uh, the description section that you can actually, get a lot of love back from the community and you can in turn help them. So, Didn't um, Tommy do a video as well? Yeah. To Tommy was another person that I spoke to about that. And, and he said, what do you think? I said, go out there and do it. Be honest. And I, like, I'm not the only one that suffers from depression. There's lots of other people that, that suffer that. So get out there and, and look, if you can help others and then that's great. But also if in turn, if you can, um, get something back from them responding to you then i think that's a really valuable thing yeah but yeah for me yeah, it was me, like being useful being, like being able to repair able to, yeah, like people's, people's quads, quads and like help out help. kind of gave me like a little bit of a appreciation because everyone's so desperate to like get back up in the sky especially me sorry man and yep. um you know we all share that mutual appreciation for like you know flying and what what it gives to us and like that shared sort of um 
like experience and even it doesn't end once the battery's over you can kind of like walk away and talk and the conversations you have on the flying yeah. field and the richness of um the friends and the people you meet that you wouldn't normally meet all with this one thing in common but from each from vastly different backgrounds mm. like you know tony here's like a a window cleaner glazing and... hygienist thank you <laughs> and, <laughs> you know and if you get stuck in a tree man he is your man because yeah. like you know tony's got a long pole <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> that comes to rescue you know he used to look at women through windows but now he does it with his drone no none of that it's <laughs> <laughs> not a pervert we're not all perverts um but we all know here that that's not what drones about yeah in in a recent interview with schizo quoted as schizo to all those reading and listening just it's just that something that just blew up in my face it's a kind of bizarre because i'm a normal guy that likes to fight quads like anyone else i consider consider myself lucky that people like to watch my stuff and i'm thankful for, for that most of my fans know that i am a competitive guy and i don't know how long i i'll be in this game if it starts to get too serious when uh i will be out the game honestly to do uh to me it's all about like how it all got started nothing better than uh going out with all your friends and putting on some music and everyone flying around you having a good time and that's why i started and that's how i want it to be if it starts getting serious when people get mad or dramatic or upset about how many subscribers they got it loses it's fun at that point and uh yeah i mm. ed sent me that to read out and uh it's very true it is i mean i, I think yeah everyone needs to uh, realistically like i said way i i i always remember what i sort of said in one of these interviews that we're, we're just a bunch of nerds flying toys and yeah uh there's a uh, we we've got to remember that and not take things too seriously it's uh, I'm I'm starting to do that right now where I'm starting to sort of walk away from the more serious stuff because I, I hate the way things the way things change when it gets too serious. I just want to have fun and just go down the, to the park and enjoy the 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 pure uh, the pure side of it of, of why we all got into it. And if you lose sight of that, you got to ask yourself what are you doing it for? And I mean, you know, there's some people like myself that are that are looking at doing this in a more professional manner. But I mean, I'm doing this because it's fun. I've left a job that I absolutely loathed and uh, there's no point in me going halfway across the world, trying to trace a dream if it turns into another job that I dislike. So mm. it, it's got to be fun. Definitely. I mean, I remember watching um, flight tests when they were talking about the knuckle and they went out and flew and they just had a row of seats and, you know, each had like their own, different setup on quads uh, with, with exactly the same um, format and it was uh, you know that's that kind of inspired me and I really wanted a taste of that and that's that's how I ended up here thanks thanks Chad it's all yeah, your fault that, that, was a, that was really just us trying to capture you know what what we did when the cameras weren't rolling oh that's, that was when it worked are you um are you ever under pressure for like the the uploading the videos and how's the whole process of making? <laughs> he's always under. Pressure. That's he's, he's like, yeah, I mean, Steel's going. So what's what are we what are we what are we doing putting on uh, tomorrow? And um, then there's thirty seconds of silence, and we realise, hey, we've actually got to do something. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but yeah, all through flight tests, like it's not like 
you just hit a full month of oh everything ran perfectly never no especially with david in the basement nearly burning your house down well you know it's funny he has that reputation but david was probably more organized than any of us (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah it's funny how the impression of uh what it really is versus what it appears to be even being ourselves on camera and chad what what What's your impression versus what you expected? Because you met yeah. me for the first time. In yeah, Hawaii. it was it was very strange because uh, I got into the hobby purely because of flight test Kappa, Josh, David. I saw all that on YouTube, so I was like the big fan. So when I came and met all these guys for the first time, I I had in my in my mind. The, what I thought they were going to be as as people, and they they turned out to be completely different. And it turns out a lot less organised than what I at first thought they were going to be. <laughs> See, yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I mean, like, I met I met Dave, and he was he was just super friendly and nice. And I was still in my newbie stage, and he just totally sorted me out. But I remember getting help from like, do you remember what is it, Judd seventy two twenty seven? Yeah, you know the the video golden. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's uh, Justin. Oh, Justin's great. Yeah. yeah, I asked him to be on the show, and he's like, I don't do any self-promotion. And I was like, look, we're not promoting you. We just want to talk to you, because, like, yeah. you're you're old school. And yeah. um, who else? Like, Boris as well, with the, the videos when he was flying in the park and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, through the little tunnel. And that was crazy, man. Like, look how far we've come. Boris was the one that convinced me to start making videos. Really? I can't yeah. imagine you like having to be persuaded to do that. Well, I I've always edited videos and all that sort of stuff, and um, I always intended to. But when I first saw some of Boris's early videos, my mouth just dropped to the floor, and I was like looking at it from like a videographer point of view. Wow, the 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 video and the visuals that I can get from this is just going to be insane, and that's what got me going. Okay, well, cool. This is like this whole opens up a whole new avenue of what you can achieve with a video camera now. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it is mad, isn't it? How, like, we fly these little things that, yeah. you know, we look through, but we also, you know, like, the the whole idea of having, like, two cameras, HD and, you know, mm. the analog for, like, zero latency and just, like, it is super um, futuristic and it does feel like we're riding, like, the, the edge of the curve, yeah. but... Well, we don't. We just feel like I, we're just playing with our mates. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, it's funny. I I go back and occasionally I'll go and look at like there's there's one video of Boris's that I remember was the first video that I ever watched, and I thought that that was like the most insane, well tuned, locked in quad that you have ever seen in your life with insane stuff. And I go back to it now and I look at it, uh, and you compare it to the advancements that we've had in technology and flight controllers now. And the thing looks like it's flying like a piece of wet cardboard. Oh, which yeah. Which is quite funny. But at the time, it's like, wow, this is just so amazing. So it's, it's amazing to see how far we've come in technology. Yeah. I was just uh, going to say, Metal Danny's asked you guys, when are you coming to his forest for a fly? Just, oh, yeah. I just answered after March. Yeah. No way. Um, yeah. Guys, on March 7th, we got a international drone day down here. So I don't know whether you guys are interested in coming flying with us. That'd be awesome. Yeah. May we'll start, we'll May, start yeah. driving now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did I get the date wrong? Oh, God, yeah. these guys are going to crucify me. <laughs> May, May yeah. the 7th. 
gave us oh, a little bit of a panic there, Jack. Yep. Sorry, don't kill me. Don't be asked, how, how do they think we will break into the mainstream? Will it be super flying vids or race events or maybe both? Or we already on that path? I don't know. What do you guys think? Steel, what do you think? You think we're going to hit mainstream or any of this? Well, nope. <laughs> okay, I guess we're not. Is he, is he just shaking his head? <laughs> you know, in the idea of TV, people are starting to recognize what are done with drones in the, the videography side of things. So yeah. I think it's gone mainstream to a point where people are spotting them out, but it hasn't gone mainstream until I think the racing takes a bigger excitement and we get a younger generation through. That's well, what I, I think. I think the, yeah, the... Um... People are getting to know what we do now, but I think you're right. The, the competitive side, the racing side, I think is what's going to get people excited about it because, um, yeah, people like videos of uh, landscapes and lots of stuff, which is essentially what we're doing. But um, Who, it's, Well, people in general, they'll, oh. they'll watch it on YouTube, but it's not mainstream. Yeah. And I don't think that, that we sort of come into the same category. But... Well, uh, you're going to see our attempt at the mainstream stuff here Monday. Yeah. So I think um, it, it's interesting. Like I know Chad's always said that Rotor Ride is uh, looking for like that Top Gear style of thing. And what's, what's interesting about Top Gear is that there's lots of people that like to watch that show that probably don't have really much interest in cars. So it's more about the, the personalities and the entertainment and the challenges and uh and the fun that sort of gets people to watch it there so of course we're on a much much lower budget and just starting up and feeling our way through that but i think it's the people that will that will uh if we can succeed which will get us there if we can succeed at all i mean same reason why a lot of people like to watch uh the flight test guys uh it's it's just as much about the personalities as it is the um the products that they're reviewing or, or what they're doing. And I think that's important to remember that. So, yeah, you get invested into people's lives and you get to kind of know them. I've been a podcaster for a while and now and again, like maybe two or three times, this has happened to me where I open my mouth and someone goes, oh, it's you. And it's it's very strange. Um, <laughs> people like recognising you for your voice. But um, I would, speaking to the, the previous conversation as well, I think we should get some T-shirts done that say, I used to, fl I, I flew quads before air mode and stuff like that. <laughs> before there was air mode. Do you think it's the racing that's going to bring it mainstream? Or do you think it's the fact that for the next 10 years, everyone's going to be hearing news reports as people squabble about airspace and whether it can be used for deliveries and those drones big enough for one person and all the rest of it? It's I funny you mentioned it's Top become, Gear, but James it's May... Become... If it's going to become big, I think it's going to be through the racing, mm. um, and it's going to be a bit more sort of glitz and glamour. But I don't think the technology is here right yet to be able to to do that. I mean, everyone sort of I think people agree having being able to race more than one quad, uh, more than the quads that we've got, and in, in a in a more reliable setting with HD downlink and all that sort of stuff. I think that's the the quads also probably need to be bigger as well because I mean. They're, they're fun and nimble, but they're kind of boring to watch uh, from the human eye at the, yeah, the totally. size that we've got. So uh, we're waiting on things. But, I mean, whether or not you think those technological advances are possible or not, I think that's kind of the, the, the next step. And whether or not that'll happen, who really knows? I have this, uh, this theory that it will be mainstream within the next 6 to 12 months, and it's not going to be the way any of us think that it is. Because if you look at history... 
it's like that with anything. A computer they thought was going to be mainstream because it could do spreadsheets. Mm. But that's not what we used it for. You know, what made it popular was, uh, honestly, the billboards or what do they call them? You know, the orbs. Um, you know, communicating with each other. Yeah. So I, I think what's going to make all of this mainstream is MSN. the thing that we haven't thought of yet. <laughs> yeah. Um... This, you're actually hearing this is what like our last six Rotor Riot business meetings have been with <laughs> Chad just sort of like um, spewing out random stuff like that that doesn't have the answer. And we, we all feel very insightful, um, but then we're all very confused. Yeah, we, we have a guy like that at our office, and he's paid a lot more than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. You're seeing where the problem in his life in life is. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's getting me is like some people flying very dangerously. You know, I'm not I'm not pointing the finger at um, Trappy because we all love Trappy. But you know, uh, people. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that was fine until you mentioned Trappy. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, people are taking risks and really pushing it. Like we can all appreciate it, but those hit videos get publicity for the bad reasons, and that kind of sucks. And like one day I will build Tony a quad with a rocket strapped to the back of it, and I just hope we don't get into that much trouble. Well, we go somewhere where we could we, we can do it. Well, you know what's funny is there's episodes of Flight Test that if we released them today would be horribly offensive to people. I mean, I I was even the pilot that piloted a guided bomb to a little playset of army men. Oh, no. You know? <laughs> and that's an episode. Release it. Because I, wow. I, I, um, David sent me the link for... Um, the, uh, the What was it? The Y6 trying to lift something ridiculous. <laughs> man and it was like so dangerous and it was like hidden and oh man i was like what oh yeah there's so many things that we did but back then that people are like oh these guys are playing with flying thing flying toys you know yeah. and nobody really paid attention to it but if you were to re-release those today people would be all up in arms and what is dangerous i think is sort of down to personal perception as well right i mean mm. uh i'm sure there's a lot of people that see people like myself and steel diving down buildings and going, hey, that's dangerous. I look at it and I go, well, okay, uh, it, you're balancing out the risk, the risk uh, of the situation versus your experience, and I don't really have a problem with it. Worst case scenario, you've got a 500-gram quad that falls, then the, there's no one underneath, so you might damage some property, worst case. But, I, I mean, yeah, it's it really depends. I mean, look, okay, everyone can agree. You go and get your... Your quadcopter and you get pictures. <laughs> you can't fly your quadcopter in front of a Boeing 747 trying to land at an airport. Everyone can agree that that's dangerous. But I mean, um, yeah. Uh, or, or very creative if you're a terrorist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, look, uh, I think there's there's various levels of personal opinion as to what they class as dangerous. And that, yeah. yeah, that one looks real. <laughs> Yeah, still, why aren't you flying the power cube? What um, what's this um, you know, SP three, and and Dominic's put a pair of balls on his new flight controller. Has that got anything to do with you, or did one of you teabag each other or something? Is it an in joke? Uh, I mean, I think like everything in this hobby, things have been pushed so where they're out of date now. Like a lot of things come out six months later than they were originally supposed to or be talked about. So. Yeah, a yeah. lot of that stuff is not even relevant anymore. Like, uh, I mean, I I just can't stand ba uh, BL Heli. So, when I heard that the power cube, like I was 
a pretty big part in making the power cube fly well and telling Trappy and the designers, Chris Dunkel and uh, Remo, the guys at TVS, trying to help them make that thing fly like a kiss, essentially, is because yeah. that was my benchmark and I wanted something that was either better or equally as good for TBS. And they were originally trying to do it with Simon K and I was kind of against that because of my previous experience with Simon K. I, after about four prototypes of things not going right, I said, look, I'm not getting paid to do this. I love you guys, but I'm not going to mm -hmm. continue to beta test this because every time I put it on a quad, something happens. And this was like six months ago. So I gave up on beta testing the power cube and then some other guys took it over and eventually somehow the, the, the idea to go BL Heli was brought up. And as soon as that was mentioned, I completely lost interest because I just I just can't stand BL Heli. Um, if I have to program my ESCs, I mean, honestly, I don't even know how to program ESCs, and 99% of the world can't even tune PIDs. So why why do you think the rest of the world needs to be able to tune their ESC? Like who who really cares about that? Just make it simple for people, and then make the PID situation a little bit less than 10 tabs with 30,000. Uh, CLI commands. That's the problem I have with a lot of the stuff, the open source stuff, anyways. Yeah, and and two chips and two uh, bootloaders. Yeah, great fun. Yeah, if I need some stupid STML bullshit, I get a pretty stop when we talk about CLI and and going in there and putting weird little chips and flashing tools. <laughs> and just shit. got the picture. Sorry. <laughs> I I think what what a lot of people don't see with. Uh, a lot of these test pilots is the amount of effort that they've gone into testing a product and you basically you'll spend two months of your life testing a product where you're not actually flying you're just testing something so you're not actually going out and having fun and like I know I went through over $2,000 worth of broken equipment testing a lot of early beta flight stuff uh, with issues that I had and Eventually, you get to a point where you go. Actually, uh, I can't. I can't keep on doing this because I'm not getting paid for it. I'm doing this on my own weekend, and it's costing me a lot of money. And I'm not actually. Um, I'm not actually uh, enjoying this at all. So you sort of you burn yourself out after a while, and you find something that works, and you you work with that. Mm. Yeah, because I really loved the Kiss ESCs, um, the uh, 18 amps, but they were. That I could never get it tuned well enough so that they wouldn't catch on fire. Yeah, you always yep. on fire. Yeah, always. Well, they didn't catch on fire until people started running the pids up. Yeah. yeah. The the issue the issue with the the Kiss eighteen amps was uh, simply that the uh, when Time Cop ported the multi Wii firmware over to the um, uh, to base flight. Mm. He uh, he changed a lot of things in terms of uh, D-term noise filters and that sort of stuff, and they ended up running the 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 PID controller ran very very noisy. Specifically, things like floating point math, like in in Lux float, when you went over to that, it ran extremely noisy. And because the Kiss uh, 18 amp can, could switch so fast, it it would basically it's kind of like a racing engine without a governor in it. Yeah. If you want to treat it bad, it'll blow itself up, and it was very interesting. I, was, I spent a lot of time trying to sort the issues, trying to find out what that problem was and working with Felix at Flyduino and he was totally stumped because he couldn't get anything to actually do that 
and none of the people around him could actually get any of them to blow it up. We found out recent, later on that it was because that they were using Felix's Nano Wii, which he uses the multi Wii yeah. firmware, and uh, the people that were blowing it up were the, were the clean flight people. And so, very interesting. That's a good question. So, if you use an 18 amp ESC, uh, KISS ESC with the, ES, the KISS flight controller, is there any chance it'll catch fire? That's a very good question and something I actually want to test out. I haven't actually tested it out, and I'd be very interested to well, test it out. I'm sure so. it's less likely because the KISS flight controller doesn't require as high of a PID mm. number, which is arbitrary, but it doesn't actually require you to run the PIDs up. Like on PID-1, I mean, I think a lot of... I don't know if you guys were around when PID-1, 2, 3, 4, 5 came out and everybody was trying all this crazy shit, yeah. and they yeah, decided like oh, PID-2 is the best. And uh, during this entire time... Uh, John and I, which uh, John was kind of like getting into stuff, and this is schizo. Mm. Like, I always stayed PID 1, and John tried all the different flight controllers. I tried them too. I mean, I didn't really feel any difference, but PID 1 always felt like uh, really natural to me, so I always stick with it. And eventually, like, after about two months of people, like, I guess trying to just ooze information about Luxfloat online. Um, somehow Boris went back to PID-1 and started working on PID-1 with Betaflight. And up until literally 2.16, which is like a revised version of Air Mode, so very recently I hated to go, I did not want to try Betaflight. I was on 1.9 clean flight, and unfortunately I didn't have any S-Bus problems because if you don't run telemetry on 1.9, if you and with nothing else, it won't catch on fire like that forest right there <laughs> um, or fall out of the sky i mean chad was having a lot of clean flight or base flight any kind of whatever a source code from base flight issue was there's some kind of bug where the quad would fall out of the sky uh due to just an, some kind of weird telemetry backup where one of the channels would get a bit of information stuck and then it would just keep building and then eventually cause the quad to fall out of the sky very similar to that and then uh yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I refuse to update my aircraft every single week. And yeah. when people are like, oh, yeah, Betaflight 2.97327's out, and <laughs> it's better than 6.621 because this. I mean, in all reality, what Betaflight is doing for the community, I think, is making the quad fly better with stock settings. If you're tweaking stuff, um, I mean, and, and that's what you should be able to do. You should be able to put something onto a quad and have it fly well with stock PIDs. Yeah. And in all reality, that is what everyone wants. But at the end of the day, can you go out and buy a track car that is going to put down the fastest time in the world from the factory? No, you're going to have to be able to go and tweak it. And it's tweaked every single day, regardless of uh, how you feel. But the temperature is going to change what kind of tire pressure you're going to put in there. The temperature is going to change what kind of suspension you're going to run that day or what, how, how your dampen settings are working. So if you want an aircraft that flies at the literal ragged edge, you have to be ready to tweak every single day with a consistent setup that you know how it works. If you're running a new aircraft with a new firmware every single day, it's like, all right, well, now the D-term isn't as, mm. uh, it doesn't have as much weight as it did this last version, and air mode now has less PID attenuation down low, so now I have to retune my entire aircraft. And if you're not comfortable with something, which... Again, I would say 99% of the population doesn't know how to tune PIDs properly. 
and I'm not trying to sound snobby, but um, when you go out there and watch videos, you're like, all right, well, this guy says he knows how to tune, but I can tell you right now that he's just flying in a straight line. Um, his straight line flying is not really, you can put stock pids and fly something in a straight line with different rates, and you can make it seem like it's fast or responsive. But yeah. until you do really fast, flippy, stop things, you can't really tell if it's tuned as well as it is. Because I, I wish that, you know, when you guys were doing the 180, I wish that we could have seen how you were trying to tune out the, the, the D, because, like, you would move the quad and then see uh, see the oscillations after the, the, the violent movement. And, yeah. uh, and you know... A lot of that stuff is, I mean, it would be so hard to explain to someone. I mean, it would be like... Yeah, it is. It is impossible. It would, yeah, it's like someone going up to a, a tuner, a car tuner, and saying, oh, well, why did you add more fuel there? Oh, well, I saw a knock at this particular RPM range, and I needed to add fuel or that wouldn't go away. But it's not something that you're going to be able to just tell somebody how to do, and they're going to be able to go do it. Look at Steel what talking about um, the sto stoichiometric value <laughs> for uh, valve uh, timing and retarding. Hey, <laughs> sorry, I'm really impressed. <laughs> I thought it was just me and Final Glide. I can't believe much talking Steel's done. I was I was slightly scared that he weren't going to say anything, and he's just coming out with gold. Brilliant. We just got to warm him up. Yeah, you guys are making me miss. Like I miss I miss multi wee old. I really do. And I only ever used to fly that. Now we're stuck with rewrite, um, which I understand because of the um, filtering and the stuff that like removes the aliases and all kinds of uh, nice things like that. But I mean, I I'm tempted to run a a um, what is it a Kiss 18 amps with like a flip uh, multi wee flip 1.5. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing cool. is. Uh, I think what we're getting, in my personal opinion, with a lot of this stuff, like this race flight stuff, is we're we're looking at the theoretical side of things and looking at wholly and solely from theory, going this is going to be better because the numbers say that. That doesn't. That's not always the case in 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 real life. And um, I was certainly on the four kilohertz and the eight kilohertz bandwagon for a very long time because I believed in the the theory. But certainly after. Uh, talking with other people that think different differently, and like Felix over at uh, Flyduino is certainly one of those people who thinks differently. And then trying it out in real life, I'm certainly going the other way. Like I, I, I don't believe that there is a benefit to going eight kilohertz. Um, this this is my opinion, and hey, we, we'll find out in time. I might be wrong, but the problem is we're getting the more highly tuned you get the more temperamental the the object becomes. Mm. And there's a reason why we don't drive race cars around on the roads every single day because it would just be stupid. Uh, and I think we've sort of got to a point where we've plateaued to uh, having good locked-in quad and controllability combined with something that's still very, very uh, reliable in a, in a general sense. Yeah, I think we've got to be careful. We don't don't go too far because what looks good on paper doesn't necessarily translate to being something that's successful in in uh, in real life. And I guess we'll find that out when things like race flight come out to them to the to the public. But once again, you're dealing with a lot of people that probably don't have an extreme amount of tuning abilities. 
Mm. And they will fly on stock pids and they'll go, hey, look, this flies so much better than that one when they don't really have the experience to answer that question in a, in a fuller sense of the word. Are you getting a lot of people that are reporting issues to um, GitHub forks and stuff and it turns out to be a hardware issue and stuff like that, um, which is pretty painful, like trawling through uh, posts with like common issues and that, because a lot of people, we've been suffering that for a while now where people's quads just drop out of the sky and totally freak out and um <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> sorry ready made rc uh direct your hate mail to uh let's drone out at gmail <laughs> yeah yeah dodo builds let me just say some stuff about i mean it's not hate but <laughs> uh, I, I think uh oh Ready, get ready for the hate button. Here we go. Shall I put on some marching Wait, music? Where's the beat button? <laughs> why, yeah. why not skip straight to death threats? Yeah, no, carry on. Steel, go. Go, Steel. A lot of the people that are designing these products are have no knowledge of what they're doing. They just see something else and copy it, and they don't even know if that original design was uh, well thought out at all. I mean, a lot of the boards that I see these days, a lot of the, I mean... The main boards, the beta flight boards, the clean flight boards, I mean, there's like 60,000 components on it. Mm. You try to tighten it down onto your standoff and you end up ripping three resistors off because there's no way that you could possibly get the nut completely flush to hold the controller to the standoff without ripping components off. Um, I mean, and, and some of that stuff, I will go and say, hey, um, why why did you guys do this and they're like oh well it's not a problem uh well yeah it is a problem because i'm a user and i just tried to put it on my board or my aircraft and i ripped three resistors off with a, a nylon tool with a nylon nut so obviously the solder point was obviously not that great and also you put it in a spot that was susceptible to damage and i'm not the the mass public you don't have to detune my engine 40 percent of what it's actually capable of because i'm going to blow it up um, I understand what I'm doing, and I know how to put a flight controller on. So, I, I, and it's just a lot of people out there that are making products and designing things, like all these frame designs. Like someone saw the alien and was like, "Oh my god, an X design!" Now everybody has an X frame. Yeah. Do they understand yeah. why they went X? Do they understand the car how carbon works? I mean, you can snap some of these arms off these frames with your bare hands. And they're expecting to put a 2208 motor on the edge of this thing and hit a wall at 30 miles an hour and expect it not to break. Yeah, um, I'll try and get, I'll have a word with um, Fossil Stuff and try and get you to send, um, send some of their frames out to you guys and uh, see whether, because they're, they're quite bizarre. Um, they're made out of like... Yeah, I've seen the, I've seen the Fossil Stuff. If if I could uh, butt in for a second, I, I'm reading some of the comments on here, and I wanted to answer some questions. Mm. Some, yeah, yeah, go. Where is it? Uh, Icon asked uh, Steel and Chad, do you guys use any external transmitter on your Tyrannus, e.g., cr Crossfire? Because I see you guys have good range on your quads, and he's having RSSI problems uh, with his X, uh, with his Tyrannus and X4R. Steel and I, with the the videos that we do, are all uh, Tyrannus X4R and a 600 milliwatt uh, immersion RC with no, VTX. With no patch antennas, just with no patch antennas. All we've got is um, a lot of the times I'm just running a uh, a spar in it on my on my um, goggles as well. So 
5.8 can go a lot further and 2.4 can go a lot further than what people give it credit for when you set everything up correctly. A lot of the times if you're having problems with range then it's it's probably down to either an install problem or you've got a mechanical problem and replacement problem yeah. antenna yeah. placement. So uh, I I I know I've done a lot of testing to see what works best for me and that's the reason why all my builds are the same. Uh, because you find something that works and then you, you don't bother changing it. So, yeah, 2.4 and 5.8 and all those longer range stuff like in Hawaii and the, the cliff diving stuff I've done has all been that standard stuff. So you've got to be careful about uh, understanding your limitations, but you can certainly do it. So, yeah. Um, awesome. Also a problem, he might want to try another uh, S-Bus receiver. Like an X4R because there are two antennas and it's not a dual true diversity. One of them is a telemetry antenna yeah. and one of them is an actual RSSI, or not RSSI, an actual receiving antenna. So if the RSSI antenna, which is the telemetry antenna, is damaged, you're going to get a telemetry warning even though your radio control link is still perfectly fine. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> and is it Kimmel, 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 yeah, uh, whoever, you, whoever you are, please. <laughs> That's Jim. Call him Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim. He's a, he's a good listener. Yeah, come on, Look, I'm Australian. I can't say big words. Jim. His name's Jim. G-E-M. Uh, he said, I know I'm going to get shot down, but I'm not a fan of carbon frames. I just think they look all look the same. Well, there's no reason why you can't go to a different material. They're, I mean... I would say the reason why we're using what we're doing is because it's easy to do, but also the stiffness. The stiffness of the frame uh, has a big effect on how highly tuned the aircraft can be. If you have a really loose frame, like, for example, a ZMR is still carbon, but it's a very, very loose frame, you can't tune it nearly as high and you can't turn the filters off nearly as much as what you'd want to. So it basically gets... it gets uh, The whole thing moves and vibrates and oscillates. So... It all comes down to stiffness, lightness, and durability. So by all means, if you can find a, a material that will cover those solutions better and look better, then go right ahead. But that's one of the reasons why we, we continue to use that. Um, well, uh, a lot of, it yeah. all comes down to stiffness. That's what she said. Yeah, right, exactly. No, no, yeah, sorry. There, I knew there was a, that's what she said. Coming. Somebody had to get it in oh, there. Yeah, um, I was, so, I was going to say um, me, me and Steel are now going to start working on the dildo copter. <laughs> Well, Jack, yeah, sure. that, uh, yeah, it's all about wood, the wood. Lego, uh, Lego system asked, uh, Rotor Riot, is, is, are they a team now? What about the Immersion RC or Get FPV members from Rotor Riot? Are you guys no longer with those? Uh, I can't speak about the other guys, but any uh, sponsor that I have, I actually haven't signed any contract with them whatsoever. It's the the most I've signed with any of them is a, an NDA a non disclosure agreement. So I just don't talk about any of their new products that they've got coming up, which I don't have a problem with. With any of them is a, an NDA a non disclosure. Oh, there we go. Yeah. We got a bit of it then. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, I'll continue on. But yeah, um, so I don't have a contract with any of them, and my whole deal with these guys, all the sponsors that I've got, I I used their products beforehand, and I basically said, "Hey, I like your stuff. Can uh, can we can we work together?" And uh, what I like about this arrangement, and I know Steel's the same, is that um, if something better comes out somewhere else, you can then we ship. can go over to them. It gives the the freedom. I, I only use what I believe in, and it also keeps the 
my sponsor on their toes to continue making a, a good product. I mean, most people are fully aware of that I used to use Cobra and then I had some issues with the QC of Cobra and I've sort of since moved on. So um, that allows you to continue to use what uh, what you believe in. And I don't believe that really sways my decisions on anything. Uh, certainly as a as a, a pilot by myself or in Rotor Riot. So do we have sponsors? I guess, yeah, we do, but they're not an official sponsor that is paying us or, or uh, has us under contract. So I, I think that still gives me the freedom and the other members, which I believe are in the same uh, situation as me, to be as objective as we can. Yeah. Could we send you some fossil stuff frames for you guys to try at Rotor Riot? Um, I'll speak to that because that's... Yeah, that's... He's, talk to the boss. Well... <laughs> What you didn't see was as soon as you said that, all of us in the room looked at Chad. <laughs> <laughs> well, because even you know, in in the flight test days when I was um, working, you know, on daily functions there, same thing. You know, we we have lots and lots of people that want to send us stuff, and mm. we'll accept anything. But what we can't do is make any promises, and. And I warn everyone, these guys are encouraged to say what they think. Oh, please, yeah, no, please do. I, I do constantly. Is I know it... the guy who makes them. I come up to him. I shout at him. I tell him what's <laughs> cr- and um... Well, but, but it's a little different when it's it's publicly blasted internationally <laughs> through YouTube. Yeah. It's just you because know. we were talking about the carbon fiber. These, these, are, just, yeah. these are made out of um, a, a hard plastic, so they're completely yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, we just Yeah, I think what we would like to do and if anybody wants to send us stuff that's that's fine but it ha- they have to know there's no promises. Mm. Uh these guys are going to say what they want to say about them and um what we'd like to do is start <laughs> featuring products in an episode and let the audience tell us what they want us to do. Um so we could feature a bunch of products in an in an episode and say, "Hey, we got this, we got that, we got that. What do you guys want to see?" Mm. You know, and I think that's a way to keep it, you know, very fair. And, you know, in our mission, it's really simple to grow the hobby. Mm. Um, now, each of us have a little bit different way we think the hobby should be grown. Yeah. Um, and we're all encouraged to, you know, just be true to that. So I'm not telling Chad how to grow the hobby. You know, he's not telling Steele how to grow the hobby. We're 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 conversing and talking about it. But, yeah. you know, we're each kind of moving it forward the best way we think think we can yeah and it also when it's it's best to also keep an open mind when you're looking at a new product because what may not necessarily suit me for what i do might be perfect for someone else out there so uh this product it it may not be as light Mm. uh, as what i fly but it might be stronger so it might suit someone who just wants to bash into things. Like I know Carlos, he just loves flying. Uh, he just loves flying uh, aggressively all the time and smashing into things. And he <laughs> he wants everything to be absolutely bulletproof. So uh, I think that in in my mind as a presenter on here is to, to go well. Look, it, maybe it doesn't suit me, but that's not to say that it's not going to suit someone else. And I think that's what I tried to get across. Like for example, in our in our one eighty review, I mean one eighty size frames is just not for me. I've tried them. And they don't suit what uh, I consider is uh, is good for me. But that's not to say that someone else can't go out there and buy it and enjoy it. If mm. if you're enjoying it and it suits you, then then more power to you. Yeah, because I'm loving 180s at the moment. Yeah, yeah, well, you're you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. 
<laughs> so somebody asked why Carlos is always late. He's not late. Steel's always late. Yeah. Um, Carlos yeah, is just right. basically never here. Yeah, Carlos <laughs> is just... He's not late. He's just not there. Yeah, he has the most demanding job, yeah, so... We actually didn't... Uh, Carlos doesn't is not actually a part of the Rotor Riot team. We've we've no, just don't we, say that. No, we, <laughs> yeah, so this is the official statement. He's not part of the team. We we've just grabbed some random footage of it to make it look like he is because we know that every time Carlos's face is somewhere, it gets ten times more popular. Yeah, so we've never actually met him. Yeah, I've heard he's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm going to have a meeting with him in Mexico soon. I, I was I was really like when he was saying about um his uh, quad booting up and like we were killing an animal i was like jesus christ <laughs> like that really like what you know that's, that's the thing about carlos you'll find it so funny around him carlos is is very quiet he doesn't say much but whatever comes out of his mouth like every 20 minutes is just absolute gold so i just i've instructed chad to have a camera on <laughs> carlos 24 7 <laughs> you might only get about five minutes worth of footage out of 24 hours but it's all gold Oh, definitely. Yeah, is Dan still there? Yeah, Dan's there. Dan. Dan. Oh, come on, we want we want to hear him talk. Yeah. About his amazing Gosh, flying. He's got this big stick that he whacks us with when, when we say something inappropriate. So, oh, these poor guys are abused. Is that how they keep you in check? Be entertaining. Why does Steel always have to pee? Because I'm healthy and I drink a lot. <laughs> and he, what? And we just so happen to have cameras ready every single time. Oh my God. He has a bladder of an infant. I've never. <laughs> or think that he is like a dog. Eight hours. I don't know how these guys don't pee. Yeah, we do, but we, we just, just don't make we, a show. Of yeah, it. we don't go. Hey guys, I'm going to go over here and pee. So don't bring a camera and follow me. He is literally marking his territory. Surely he owns like half of the US by now. All right, we've ripped on stuff that you don't like. What what stuff do you recommend? Because um. Like, I got a tornado board, and I was like, what the fuck is this layout? Um, what what else? Um, I always I always like the immersion um, transmitters, stuff like that. Anything you guys recommend? Not because it's the best, but maybe it's, like, reliable, it's a good safe bet. Help people out here. Well, I've always used the immersion 600 milliwatt 5.8 uh, VTX because it's totally bulletproof. It's the size of a bus. So um, it's not going to suit the guys that like those true X quad races and things like that. So it's got its limitations, but it doesn't fail. It works extremely well. And I've been I've been bugging Anthony for a, a smaller version to come out for a while now. And I think there's 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 work being done there. But yeah, I use that because the frames that I use will fit that very easily and it doesn't let me down. So a lot of the times where I'm flying that if I if I lose radio or visual, then I've probably lost the entire quad. So I want something that's reliable that's gonna continue continue flying and I don't have to worry about it because if you're if you're at all worried or don't have the confidence in your gear, then you're not gonna go out there and and, oh, sure. and fly over water for uh for a full day because you're just worried that it's gonna fall out of the sky. Mm. So yeah, certainly that and I mean Anyone who knows me knows that I've been a KISS ESC lover since the 18 amps came out. And right now I'm using the KISS 24 amp ESCs and absolutely love them to death. They are great. They're uh, going to be sold out tonight. Nice one for that. I was going to yeah. get some of those. <laughs> Thanks, Final Glide. <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously, those those ESCs really, uh, 
they're sort of the evolution of the whole the whole Kiss uh, ESC design and for what we do as mini quad pilots, I think they're the perfect size uh, and amp rating for like a 4S250 size quad. And yeah, I, I, it'd be interesting to see what, what Felix can come out with that'll be better than that. But I think we're sort of plateauing on that area. And of course, Kiss FC, that no one, everyone's probably fully aware, myself and Steel absolutely love the, the Kiss FC for the way that, the way that you can tune the quad, the way that it's locked in and it's uh, ease of use. There's still things I'm working on with Felix, but um, it, uh, yeah, it, uh, I'm really impressed with that. And of course I'm going around, I'm, I'm playing around with different uh, types of motors. Uh, I'm sure anyone who's on Facebook will be aware that I've, I've been testing out a whole heap of different brands of motors. And, and this week, now that I've got some time in the, in the Kappa household, I'm going to be doing my, my findings on all the different motors that I've been testing. But I, what I'm finding out, which is, is really good news, is that we've got quite a large selection of good quality motors to choose from. Uh, not that long ago, it was basically Cobra or nothing. Mm. And now we've got a good selection that they all have slightly different positives and negatives. So you can choose one that, that will suit you you best but i'll talk more about that when uh, i release my video and yeah that that's i mean uh, i'm i'm a big mad keen five inch alien uh, frame fan i i use lots of different frames and i keep on coming back to that one so that's sort of me right there what i would like to see uh, some improvements is in terms of the transmitter side of things i really love the fr sky x4r uh, the protocol, the radio link, the, the the telemetry, the and the the durability of that protocol uh, in terms of range and and not fail safing and how it does all that sort of stuff. What I don't like is the quality of the radios, like the Tyrannus. Yeah, yeah the we were talking about stuff. that today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just it's a, it's a very very cheap radio. And in my in my previous life flying F three B gliders, I, I'm used to having good quality radios with nice gimbals, nice switches, and I appreciate that. And I would definitely buy a better quality radio if there was one out there. But it's the problem there's like you'd either got FR Sky, which has got the cheap TX, or you've got You've got Futaba, which has got the nice radio, but they've got big receivers that are also expensive. And then, oh, um, the the um, adjusting your endpoints on on uh, Spectrum. Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, there's oh. there's no one radio that seems to have it all, and the the company that gets their head around that first, I think, is going to have a really good market. I, don't, I mean, I'm not trying to uh, knock the Tyrannus for what it is. It's a very, very good radio and it certainly has a place. But what we don't have is a, a mid-range radio somewhere between, say, the top of the range JR stuff and the uh, and the Tyrannus. Of course, the, the Horus is coming out and I'm interested to see what that's like. But it, I mean, I don't understand. Why, why do they have to make these things look like alien spacecraft? I just want a normal radio with uh, with decent switches and gimbals in it, yeah. but I mean, I'll just use something that feels nice in my hands. I don't really care what it looks like; it's just got to feel nice and have nice gimbals. And uh, I'm sure in a bit of time we'll have that. I I'm certainly talking to at least one radio company about uh, getting that, achieving that, and we'll see what happens in the future. That's that's a good answer because we were talking about trying to today how uh, how cheap it is. Inside, because yeah, my yeah. um, it's open buttons, source though. Yeah, the open, open, source. open source is good, but my buttons popped out, and I had to take it apart yeah. and glue things back in. And when I looked inside, I was horrified of how cheap it was. Still, how did you 
get into all this? Uh, you know, because you were talking about your helis and stuff. Yeah, I got a helicopter for Christmas, uh, like a little toy Amazon helicopter for my grandmother. And then oh. <laughs> two weeks later, I bought a, a Line 450 collective pitch heli. And then like a month later, I bought a Gowie X5 and learned to fly like collective pitch helis. And then thought quads were stupid because they just hovered in place. This was like April of 2014. And then in May, I stumbled across a trappy video and, and then I got excited on FPV and then found flight test and started watching uh, tricopters and I was super psyched on getting a tricopter but um, ended up getting a Discovery Pro as my first aircraft. Oh. Awesome. And then like a couple, like probably a week after that, I called Get FPV and like blew this guy named Sean. Uh, he's a, one of the guys that works there, one of the coolest dudes that works at Get FPV, and he oh. uh, basically <laughs> told me everything he knows. And then I bought a Blackout Mini H, and I had that up until Drone Nationals, the same exact aircraft. Wow. Yeah, because I, I hear the Blackout was amazing, and I did want one at one point, but then rumors started going around, Schizo talks about it, and no one really so knows. Schizo doesn't know anything about Blackout. He never even had one. No, about the the rumors and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, Metal, Metal Danny used to fly. Yeah, but yeah Metal Danny and Boris. Metal Danny, Boris, I did. The uh, the Blackout RC Groups Forum was actually where I first met Steel. Mm. I thought he was an asshole. Yeah, I thought I was an <laughs> asshole too. Like, Shout oh, yeah. out to Metal Danny from Tonestar. Yeah, that's a point. <laughs> You, Danny, we should get Danny, Danny. Get, get, in, get on Skype, man. I know your English isn't that good, but it's fine. You can yeah. just be like, I get like... On, get on Skype, Danny, and say hello. I like quads. Good enough. Everyone's happy with that. <laughs> I got a random reply from someone that was just asking me random questions earlier on about mini quads, and he said, oh, um, uh, I, I can pick up your bags for you. And this is a guy called uh, Jameson who lived in Las Vegas. Uh, so... He was kind enough at like in at around midnight during a work week to go and pick up the bags and look after them for us, and we picked them up the next day when we when we flew in, and and he'd only been been flying for about a month or so at this point in time, so he was not sort of anyone well known or a, a fantastic pilot, but we ended up hanging out for the entire week and becoming really good friends. So uh, you you meet so many cool people in random places, and it, and it's it's kind of humbling for me to feel like I can almost go to any any city in the US and someone's going to say, hey, come and stay at my place. Yeah, and man. so, mm. yeah, I mean, we're all just a bunch of hobbyists having yeah. a bit of fun and uh, I feel like I've, I've uh, struck up a friendship, at least being an online friendship with so many people out there that it's hard to narrow it down to a few. Hey, Danny, how you doing? Yo, yo. Hey, Danny. <laughs> Everything okay, man? So, Danny, what's the best time of year for us to go and visit your uh, your forest? Um, Luke Bannister, we're just going to add a few more people to the um, to the to the conversation, so it's no, not. Oh, not Luke. Uh, <laughs> right, uh... Oh, yeah. I need a spectrum analyzer to figure out what frequency his voice is on, so we can listen to it. <laughs> oh, that's fighting talk. He he's 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 very mature for a fourteen-year-old, though. I've got to say that. I think he's older than that. No, he's 14. He's definitely 14. He told me. Oh, you're the Jack. What do you mean, the Jack? Is that a bad thing, Bannister? Is it always 15? 16? 15. 15. 15. He's 15. 
It kicks all our asses. It's unreal. I know. Like, he shows up and we all just want to go home. Yeah, he turns but up then... and goes, right, and you go, oh, I'm going. And then he gets up in the air and then you kind of, like, mesmerised for a bit. And then uh, next thing, he's won. <laughs> and then... That's That's just it. highlight, I just po- posted my favourite FPV image of all on the canvas. Let's have a look. Uh, let's have a... Dom, mm. tell us what's going on in the world. Any what's news? What's going on in the world? Well, we just, we just, we just got the insurance live for Hidden Valley, so the first drone flying park in the UK opens tomorrow, which is Wee. cool. A little soft Why? launching, but do come and fly at some point. There's no formal opening today. That's the mini air show. Yeah. But that's all going to go live. So. Picture. Yeah, if you want to have a stab back oh, at Anthony, then uh, get your asses down there, boys. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> rumoured to be coming. Um, so there should be some good stuff, but um, what else is news? We're still trying to get the heli kites to mark out the corners of the airfield so we can actually get our racing hoops and flags up at about 40 metres. That's my plan. Mm. Oh, very cool. So, yeah, we're yeah. going to have a high, high race course so everyone can see it. Yeah, because... Um, People are going to be free-falling for 40 metres well, at the ground. So, yeah, <laughs> just drop some parachutes in the middle of the air show, so it? <laughs> yeah. slice their ropes while they drop. Anyway, no. So, yeah, so Dom um, started the original mini air show and made a big event, and he's been trying to uh, secure a place so that people can like book in and fly. So we've got this. Um, I don't know whether someone wants to put a video up of we've got this hidden valley, so that if you have any flyaways, you'll hit the side of the valley. Um, there's an old abandoned um, farmhouse that you can fly through the windows and oh, stuff. Oh, let me get a picture. Hold on. And, um, yeah, it's, he's just done a lot for the hobby in regards to the UK. And, um, you know, he's, he's friends, you know, with with all of us and is, is very... Um, Can't fly for toffee. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll put a GPS. No one needs that. <laughs> <laughs> Which GPS, you dumb? Oh, yeah. Right. I'm learning. No more. Thing stays out on a minute. I'm trying to get some photos up for you. I just can't get any of the photos off the site. Yeah, I'll just put the site in the chat. Anyway. So, um, yeah, uh, maybe you and uh, Kappa will um join forces, Dom and Kappa, maybe the uh, flight first flight test UK. Oh, that'd be good because, um, yeah. honestly, Chad, if you if you want to have a life of hookers and cocaine. Uh, definitely get your butt down because <laughs> you could easily make some money. I think Chad would be down with that. Yeah. I know Chad quite well. Yeah, he definitely seems like a party guy. He's like all business and then after hours. No, I'm really not. <laughs> I've started a vicious, vicious rumour. Sorry. Chad can't deal with the stuff he's doing now. But I'll bless him. Oh. Mm. Sorry, I, I had a message from someone. Send it again. Is Sorry. Luke, is Luke coming on? Yeah, well, I said, yeah. Hang on, add to call. There you go, guys. This is fighting talk. We're adding Luke Bannister to the chat. Come on, Luke. I don't know if Metal Danny's still there or he's just yeah. muted himself. Yeah, he's still yeah. there. What are you up to in that forest, you dirty old man? Are you living yeah. out there? Have you gone wild? <laughs> oh, it. Danny. I've I've seen some all-in-one PDBs for uh, micro quads. I won't mention who, but that looks kind of cool. Um, there's actually a couple of manufacturers doing that. What, what I'm seeing is what we've got now shrunk down to an even smaller size, which is very, very interesting. So, yeah, I think in my mind what we've got in terms of flight controller software, hardware, and ESC's software and hardware... 
we're kind of plateauing, so we're getting gains, but it's the the gains are getting less and less and less uh, for the the work that's being put into them. But I think what we're what we're what I'm seeing now is getting that same hardware, but shrinking it down to a smaller, more manageable size. So we we've got those Pure X quad racers, which are becoming very popular. For racing, mm. and their biggest problem is they have very limited real estate for putting the electronics in. Telemetry lost. Have we lost these guys? Hello, guys, mum, dad. Yeah, um, just basically reducing the actual size of the components and the number of components, so you can fit it into a smaller form factor. That's really the mm. the, the main thing that I see. Uh, realistically. Yeah, uh, the ESCs and the flight controllers that we're using, we, uh, we're, we're plateauing on that. Uh, there's no real major change with regards to uh, frame design. I mean, let's face it, we've got, we've got four arms and we've got some electronics in the middle and it's, a, it's all about making it light but strong and keeping the weight centralised so that you're not, you're not spreading the load out on the pitch or roll axis, which is where we're going with the the x quads um yeah I, I i think the the next big leap we're probably going to see is in terms of vtx's and batteries because right now um uh that's where the weak link is in what we've got particularly in the batteries we need to have that next big breakthrough in in battery technology and that's... how far away that is i don't know but i'm got... sure something will come along guys... and blow our socks off like any of the old school pilots that are around here will know what I'm talking about when lithium polymer battery first came on the market. When we, before that, we were using NiCads and nickel metal hydrides, oh, and ugh. lipos just uh, they 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 made the the indoor flying scene a an actual thing. Before it wasn't that, and uh, and it totally made a whole new sport happen. Mm. And uh, then in turn, as the battery technology matured more. It also um, changed the outdoor scene, and now we're seeing almost more electric stuff than we are petrol stuff. So, have you guys tried any of the graphene batteries yet? Well, um, I had I had in the past already tested some graphene batteries, but I didn't know they were graphene batteries. I had sent some batteries, and they were they were good. I uh, I'm not 100% sure they were graphene batteries because Hobby King did send me out some batteries unlabeled, say, here, test these, we want your feedback. Um, I believe they were the graphene batteries now that I was testing. They were nice. Uh, they were certainly not blowing my socks off. I haven't tried the production graphene batteries, but I do want to get them. I'm looking at them and going, yeah, I'm sort of like, yeah, the, the, the experts telling me there's no such thing as what... Uh, as a graphene battery at this stage so i'm not an expert in that area but i like to take anything that any sort of big industry player like that says with a big grain of salt until it can be confirmed or denied so uh, i do want to get some batteries and test them we might do that through rotor riot the one thing that i'm noticing is that these graphene batteries seem to be noticeably heavier than uh some of the competition batteries they're like 20 grams heavier so are these batteries in fact 1500 milliamp batteries that are that are that are packed as 1300s and of course if, yeah if you've got a bigger capacity battery of course it's going to handle voltage sag a little bit better so yeah. um what i would like to do is get a 
a, comp a competitor's battery that weighs the same or very similar to the graphene battery that's probably going to be like a 1500 milliamp pack and compare them that way because to me all in my opinion i've tried heaps of different batteries of the top quality batteries, they all fly pretty much the same. Mm. The difference between the battery manufacturers really is how much they weigh and how many cycles you get out of them before they start causing you dramas. Right. So, send you some basis, drone I'd maps. Like, <laughs> I'd like to compare a graphene battery with a competitor bat competitor's battery that weighs the same. So that'll yeah. probably be a competitor's fifteen hundred milliamp hour pack, which I'd be very keen to test out. Yeah, I want to like just have a little car park basher and you know eighteen oh six and everything kind yeah. of like cobbled together out of scrap parts and that. Oh, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, yeah we can do that. And anyone who's been flying for long enough has got a big pile of parts. You got four different motors with four different props. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> So that's what so I was fun. thinking, like, you know, yeah, you'll like... You'll have a 6 inch on one side, 6x4.5, and you'll have a 5x4.3 on another one, and then you'll have a 5x4.5 bullnose on another one, and then a, a 5x4.5 non-bullnose on one, you'll have an 1806, you'll have a 2208, <laughs> you'll have a 2204, and you'll have a 2205. <laughs> All different KVs. That That'd would be, be fun. I think we need to do that. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, oh, um... sorry. Chad's getting angry with me because I'm giving away secrets. <laughs> no, I don't even know what he, I was. I, I tuned out. Oh, that's it. He's, <laughs> is, he drained is he still, out. Is he still on the spectrum analyzer? Yeah. <laughs> Steel showed me a six decibel cut filter and wanted to know if that was a good one. Yeah. On the oh. spectrum. So you can see who the hard workers are. Yeah. yeah. They're all busy having Nerf Wars last night and I was trying to build the brand. You were starring in the Nerf War. That's true. We did win, though. Is, Dan, is Danny still there? Has he got any questions for you guys? Danny, or which Danny? I am, I'm here. I'm listening, man. You wanna you wanna ask these guys a question, Danny? Uh, please. Yes, no, you can't have my pids. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys go to uh, Dubai or? That's Dubai? a very interesting question. If um, we get selected, we went to the. Um, the select the the qualifying race in Los Angeles before we came here, and that involved basically take uh, you did a three minute interview and then you had to do some laps around their track and then show off and you had to sort of cover a couple of points. So it, it's not like normal qualification where the fastest guy wins. Uh -huh. There was no timing or anything. So I'm not exactly sure how the selection process is going to go, but. We've put our videos in, and I guess we'll find out when uh, when they get back to us. Good luck. So, yeah, I don't know. Good luck, yeah, guys. I, I go tomorrow to uh, Germany for a qualification, and I think it's the same stuff. Yeah. Can, I, can you send me your, your interview? I want to watch that. From? What yes, is... From the qualification. They'll interview you. So I, I want to okay. see like, this bald guy with tattoos going, I fly quads. <laughs> in, the, in the woods. <laughs> you sent me to Dubai. <laughs> He's always like, I am Viking. And that's all you need to know. That's all I get out of him. He's oh, like, I love Danny. Danny, where's your coat? I am Viking. Okay. Okay, coat. mate. Yeah, yeah. It's freezing cold. We're all like dying out here. He'd probably be well out in that snow. Topless, knowing Metal Danny. Knowing Metal right Danny, he'd probably drive to Dubai. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> Is that I even possible? Job, I need my stuff. I drive everywhere. I, 
I think my car drive last year, 15,000 kilometers to races. Wow. Because oh he's the sort of bloke that will be like, if he doesn't know where something is, he just puts it in Google, and then Google Maps comes up with the, yeah, you need a kayak, and he's like, right, kayak. <laughs> <laughs> Roof rack, fit to my car. Yeah, but uh, I think I'm late for the video qualifying. I need to drive six, seven hours. And I need to drive back, and I got only 79 hours to make a video, you know? When I uh, get home, I, 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 the time is killing me. Uh, <laughs> you'll be all right, Danny. Yeah. Just video, I am Viking, Rotor send. Rotorite is looking to hire. We're going we're gonna, to uh, fire Steel soon. So um, you're, on, you're on the list, Danny. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so give give us your resume, um, <laughs> and it's cool for us to talk about it because he's not paying attention. Yeah, we're even going to give you your own segment, Denny's Corner or something like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool to me, man. Yeah, this <laughs> corner isn't a corner in a house; it's a corner in a forest. It, yeah, in the woods. It's like wild we're man. House, so we're starting to really run out of room in Jed's house. <laughs> Fine, I live outside in woods. Yeah, tree number sixty nine. <laughs> I don't know whether I should let Luke in on this conversation now. Luke, have you got any questions you want to ask the guys? Um, not really. No. How, how, <laughs> how gutted were you about Wembley? That, not too that, bad. What were we not allowed to talk about that? I don't know. Probably. Who cares? <laughs> it didn't happen. I've got to go in three minutes because my internet turns off. What? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's got the the parent lock. Oh, man, he's no. got three minutes to ask. Come on, you got to have a question. Now's your time to shine, Luke. Quick. Okay, got to think of one. Quick, Luke. Uh, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> pressure. Do you want me to play the cla the countdown tune? Hang on. Where can I buy a Metal Danny costume? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bring it on, Luke. <laughs> Excellent. Isn't it just get old, shave your head? Living woods. <laughs> What's it like under that chart, like lockdown on internet? I can I can handle it. Are you? Um... I used to have ways of getting around it, but it, eventually they just cracked down on all the ways. Oh, look at that smart little guy. What are you flying now, anyway? Um, Alien, QAV two ten, Shrike, on the main three rigs at the moment. Hmm. Oh, he's running a Final Glide um, Alien as well. Is it five or the six? I got the five inch, yeah. Power I think five I'm going to put the in it soon. Are you running the Power Cube and all them? I right? think I'm the only one I don't like X frames. You're not old school, Danny. You're not old school. Well, yeah. you are I'm running around a forest. No one shot, ba uh, base flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah, you got to eat your words when Danny comes along and he's still running Simon K running 400 hertz or something like that and he still kicks your ass. Yeah, yeah. That is insane, isn't it, man? I do miss the old we'll Simon Kirby. We'll see you at the triangle, days. mate. Yeah, I should be. I, should, I haven't organised how I'm going to get there yet, but I've all paid up and everything, so I should, I'm going to have to organise it when I get home. Are you running, Tone, I think at the triangle gonna, I event? Think, I think so. Not, little, not entirely sure, but I think so. Little indoor event? in Burgess Hill in the UK, guys. That's what we have to do. We have to retreat to the indoors because of the weather's so feral out there. Well, we decided since our last video was a bit controversial that we're, <laughs> we're going to have a very 
non-controversial video coming up next. Well, that's the plan. Um, and I say that in a very, very sarcastic way. As sarcastic as yeah. humanly possible. So, uh, let's um, see. Think of, think of drones and then adding something else that might be slightly, another subject that might be slightly controversial, and that's what we're doing. All right, guys, we're getting shouted out on Skype to um, wrap it up. And, right, um, see you, guys. Hello, yep. Luke. Cheers, Thank mate. You right. so Cheers, Luke. Guys, thank you so much for um, coming on the show and get sharing your knowledge and enjoying the hobby with us. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, I can't believe how well you guys podcast. I think uh, I think you guys are giving the uh, FT After Hours guys a little bit of a run for their money. <laughs> we we can only try. This was. Well, Chad did say that this was a trial for podcasting to see whether or not it was worthwhile, and the the trial was on on your podcast. So yeah, no worries, man. So if pretty it failed, cool. it wouldn't have been too bad. So <laughs> no, they, they, hey man, they gave us an extra long um, uh, slot. Yeah, extra long slot because of you guys stick around uh, for Mister B. Huge thanks to you all. Come fly. Let me know if you need a hand with flights in the return for helping us sell more tickets and you've got an invite to the www.theminiairshow.com we'd love to have you on we'd love to have have a fly with you guys invite invite you to our little local spots and have a laugh and um we're always here if you want to uh us to like help advertise you guys in the uk and that and um yeah you've got some friends across the pond so thanks yeah, for, thanks yeah, yeah. We, really we can only try our hardest yeah man and thank you very much you you know thank you for flight test as well you know you've you've changed a lot of people's lives and you know yeah. you don't get to see it you know it kind of becomes apparent at the um uh festival flight and stuff like that but uh yeah it's been an excellent show and thank you for tuning in to let's drone out i've been joined by right next to me tone star one thank you Brad as is stoned in the corner. Do you want to say hello? Hey. And <laughs> wakey, wakey. Bannister. Yo. He's still yo. there. Thanks for coming. Uh, Danny. Little Danny. Thanks yo, yo, yo. And the guys at Rotor Riot. Chad, final glide. Still. Still. Thank you, guys. Thank you very Chad much. Chad Kappa and Dan in Don't the corner. Dan. Any, Dan. Any last words from you guys? Wait, is that the Dan that does the vlogs? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> hey, I'm subscribed. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm subscribed. <laughs> I, I think if I could give a final word, I know we try and say it so often, but um, we're at Rotor Right, we're all about feedback. So uh, if you guys have got some ideas for us, send them, my, send them our way because we can only think of so much. So uh, we're here to produce video and material you guys want to watch so give us feedback and we'll continue to grow yep. awesome all right i awesome. challenge you dildo copter steel rat rod quadcopter <laughs> and last but not least rockets we need more rockets cool well <laughs> I, I i will yeah i'm gonna go down now and i'm gonna build a a rat rod quad with a dildo on it powered by a rocket <laughs> <laughs> challenge accepted cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll build my rat rod as well. Cool. All right, thanks guys. Have, Thank you guys. Have right. a good night. Thank you. Thank bye. you. Thank you. Adios. Adios. Remember, tune in to Let's Drone Out every Thursday, eight till nine p.m. Telemetry lost.